changing climate of the planet presents a challenge to all of us. Besides being a key issue that we need to tackle swiftly and effectively, climate change and environmental goals have to be designed to protect all parts of our society. With the need to heat, cool and build our homes more sustainably, housing goes right at the heart of the climate discussion. Welcome to the podcast of Housing Europe, the European Federation of Public, Cooperative and Social Housing Providers. Our subscribers, who have been closely following this show, will notice that there is a change of the voice behind the microphone. The voice of my predecessor, Mihalis Kudis, who kicked off this show back in 2017. I'm Diana Yordanova, it is nice to meet you digitally, and I hope you enjoy listening. This episode is part of our mini-series dedicated to the Housing 2030 Joint International Initiative of Housing Europe, UNHABITAT and UNISI. At Making a House a Home today, we'll be looking at one of the first movers, implementing innovative solutions to improve the climate and energy performance of homes in the Netherlands in a way that does not put an unsustainable financial burden on the most vulnerable. Martin van Rijn, chairperson of the Dutch Association of Housing Corporations, AEDIS, member of Housing Europe, is our guest today. With more than 2.2 million rental homes, housing companies are the largest homeowner in the Netherlands and a key actor for achieving the country's climate objectives to disconnect 7 million homes and 1 million buildings from the gas grid by 2050. Martin's professional experience makes him able to see the bigger picture. He has been on key roles in what used to be the Ministry of Housing, Spatial Planning and the Environment, Secretary of State at the Ministry of the Interior and Kingdom Relations and Health, Welfare and Sport during the second mandate of Prime Minister Rutte. This year, he was also a Minister for Medical Care and Sport in probably the most challenging period of the COVID-19 pandemic. Our conversation puts climate goals, recovery plans, housing affordability and innovation in the spotlight. Join us. Martin, thank you for being here. I'll go straight to my first question. That is the key challenge for providers of social housing, at least when it comes to tackling climate change and energy poverty, is how to make the necessary investments in the social housing stock without asking social tenants, most of whom are on low and moderate incomes, to pay for it. What approach is AIDIS taking to this issue? Well, of course, it's also in our country a key issue because uh, if you want to have cooperation with the tenants, uh, you must have to say something about their burden on, in the deal. And uh, in, uh, we also in the Netherlands operate from the principle that there should be cost neutrality for the tenants. Uh, however, there is another side of it. If you want to have cost neutrality for the tenants, that will not say that there is cost neutrality for the housing associations. So, uh, in fact, a few uh, investigations uh, uh, were conducted, which stated that if you want to have huge investments in uh, sustainability, it will not be profitable in the long run for the housing associations. So we need some kind of contribution from a public point of view, on national level or from European level, for example, by subsidies or repealing tax uh, reductions. But I think without any form of support from the from the government, it won't work. When I was a little boy, uh, and I was not aware of the operation that took place, but 
the Dutch uh, tenants went from uh, coal to natural gas. And it just happened in two or three years. And I didn't understand then what makes it work. And looking at it now, I think there were two points, a very strong central coordination and also a very strong operational organization to conduct this very huge program. Uh, we live in different times now, but I think we can learn a lot from that period that there is a need for a very strong central coordination if you want to have huge investments in sustainability the coming years. Moving on with my second question. Well, it could be argued that having a high percentage of social housing in a country looking to act on climate change makes it easier for governments to negotiate with home providers as a collective altogether. Do you think this is the case in the Netherlands? And could you tell us what is the role that they displays in coordinating renovation policies between the Dutch government and your members, the housing corporations? I think this very true statement that, uh, as I just spoke about uh, more central coordination, uh, the Dutch housing uh, providers manage one third of the total building stock in the Netherlands and are very well organized. So it, it helps. Uh, I think it's essential because you could make a Dutch climate pact on long-term renovation strategy in the large scale on operational level. Um, we'll focus on standardization and to reduce renovation costs. So it, it's very important to have a strong, in this case, a so social housing sector, which could cooperate with the government to reach its goals. Let me mention three examples of it in the Netherlands. Uh, we have the starter engine project. That's the uh, ambition of the starter engine project is to make 100,000 homes of housing corporations free of natural gas. But you couldn't do that with particular uh, individual uh, tenants. You can also do that when you have a strong organization who can bargain and uh, negotiate on that issue. The second project, we have the renovation accelerator, which uh, let's say that low temperature heat networks need very well insulated homes and only when the lowest temperature via the heat network will surface that. So uh, the starting engine project will also scale up the, the work done to insulate houses. And the third project we developed together with the national government is to develop an insulation standard, which also helps to people to do what to do when you have an individual house. So I think it's a very key issue that if you uh, want to have a large scale project of uh, insulation of uh, re renewal projects, a very strong social housing sector is essential to reach your goals. You can't make this the sum of individual actions. You must have strong organizations. Would you say that the optimal technical solutions for a district renovation are already mature? I don't think so. I think that industrialization and standardization are really key issues. What we uh, are experiencing now in uh, developing uh, these kind of projects is that what kind of cost reduction could be reached? And there's also a belief that it will be reached if we have a sufficient level of uh, investments. So um, the housing association would say to the building sector, from, if we would create a scale-up system, uh, would you be prepared to low prices? And the building sector said, well, if you are going to succeed in scaling up, we will lower prices. But there is a still negotiation going on, and we are not sure about the level of standardization and the level of industrialization which could take place. But I'm very convinced that if housing associations, in this case, will scale up, and the building sector would be prepared to reduce cost, let's say a sort of global list of what kind of shortages we could arrange when we build up 
the scale, then it would be very useful. Uh, but uh, we're still uh, negotiating and experimenting with it. And focusing on a topic that keeps many busy, the recovery plans, IDES members are already renovating thousands of homes per year and will surely continue to improve housing conditions as part of the upcoming renovation wave. However, social housing providers across Europe must now be wondering whether the assistance they'll receive from their government or the EU will be sufficient to renovate the targeted homes in a timely manner. Is this also the case of Aedes? And what additional supports for the renovations of social housing would you like to see? Well, it's, it's very much the case uh, in, in the Netherlands as well. I mentioned that there were some studies uh, also conducted in the Netherlands, a recent study conducted by three ministries. And the key conclusion of this study was that by 2035, the Dutch housing, social housing sector will miss a staggering amount of 30 billion uh, euros to fulfill uh, all its social tasks. So uh, we need some help, to put it mildly. I think there are two things that can be done. Uh, first, you can look at the general way how additional support could be arranged, for instance, uh, scrap all kind of tax measures which we suffer from. If you want to have a sustainable investment strategy for housing associations, you have to be sustainable in tax policy for, let's say, a period of four or ten years. And secondly, most important, I think, that the Dutch government should absolutely make use of the funding possibilities of the European recovery package. The Netherlands, uh, I think, will receive an amount of 5.6 billion, and the European Commission is inviting members to use part of those funds for the building renovation and I think this will help reach the climate goals and create a lot of jobs. So we strongly recommend the Netherlands to pick up the glove and integrate building renovation in the Dutch recovery plan. If we make this an international cooperation issue, then I think all the member states will succeed in scaling up the, all the efforts and the investments. Uh, and I think uh, a joint effort of the European Commission, the national government and strong housing associations is the key success factor in this matter. At the end, is there something that we might have missed discussing that you'd like to add? Well, maybe a kind of cultural issue, because if you look at uh, our housing associations, there are uh, some, some what of 300 uh, different housing associations, and they all have their own relations to builders or uh, people who want to, to assist them in their investments for uh, renovation policies or uh, uh, insulation strategies. And if you want to scale up, uh, it's, it's a message to the building sector, but it's also a message to ourselves because we have to work together and we have to give up all kinds of historical relations we have with all kinds of uh, uh, partners we use now. And if you want to scale up the process, you have to work together and say, well, I want to work with your partner and not, not again with my partner as well. And it's difficult because there are all these relations are historically developed. But I think uh, that's the main reason that uh, we can't ask to other parties to cooperate and not do it yourself. So uh, the cooperation issue is also a message to ourselves. The Organization of Housing Europe is very essential when uh, talking about a European strategy for renovation and insulation and uh, sustainability. We just said we, have, we, have, we need strong organizations. It is not only on a local or national level, it's also very much needed on a European level. So I think it's very good you have an organization like this to promote these kind of investment strategies. 
Martin van Rijn from AIDIS, the Dutch Association of Housing Corporations. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, Rihanna. This was another episode of Making a House a Home. The podcast airs from Brussels and produced by Housing Europe. Are you interested in housing affordability and its link to the environment? We invite you to register for the next Housing 2030 digital conference, Climate Change, Environmental and Health Impacts on Housing Affordability, which will be held on the 10th of November. We could not think of someone better than Executive Vice President of the European Commission for the E-Green Deal, Franz Timmermans, to hold the keynote speech. You can find all information about the event on our website www.housingeurope.eu. This is also where you can find all episodes of our podcast. Feel free to subscribe. If you're interested to be one of our future podcast guests, drop us an email at communications at housingeurope.eu. From me, Diana Urdenova, thank you very much for listening and stay safe.